Hey, this is Cedo here, and you're listening to the Weebcast, the anime and manga show, the number one anime and manga show on the internet, I promise you, and welcome in. And but look, there's some cool news as well, because today's episode is brought to you by the NBA store. I know, you heard me right, the NBA store. Look, I know we're sidelined, we're going into the arenas to watch the game, but it does not mean we can't sit on our comfy couches in our favorite team's swag. So, Weebcast. Podgo, the NBA store. We've partnered up. We've joined forces with our might, might, pat with our mighty powers and to give you a special deal. 75% off on select items. And all you have to do is to get this deal is go to podgo.co forward slash NBA for select items up to 75% off. Look, the NBA is where amazing happens. And you know what else is pretty amazing? Ever so often, there's just a romance anime that just comes along that's just too damn adorable to ignore. Even if it has an implausible setup and plot, just the overall cuteness of it just makes you want to forget about everything happening around you. And in the case of Tony Kaku Kawi, or Tony Kaku Kawi, or no, 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 or Tony Kawa Over the Moon for you, no, no, or Tony Kawa Fly Me to the Moon, or just simply, fly me to the moon, we get a healthy dose of cuteness overload. But is it too much? Is it kind of completely overbearing? Or does it become everyone's relationship goals for the, this year? We'll, we'll just have to, let's go and let's find out. So, look, to set this show up, um... Because I, like I said, it has a kind of an implausible kind of setup, like I said earlier. And it's about this boy, a boy named NASA. Um, and he's just kind of a little confused. He's, he's not quite sure why people are laughing at him. Um, why is he the butt of the joke here? And, well, kind of turn, he finds out that his name is actually taken from, uh, the American NASA organization. Yeah, yeah, that same organization. So, our boy's a, uh, he's a rocket boy. And, but he's so upset about it. He vows to become a man so damn great that when people hear the word NASA, they think of him instead. Hey, no, not, so, no, you know, so this man's gonna be so good that you don't even think about the, the American organization that is putting, that has put people into orbit, into space, put them onto the moon. It's taken pictures of, of incredible things out in this the endless expanse of the universe, or at least just at least in the Milky Way. I don't know. I'm not now surprised, but you're gonna want to think about this kid, not a multi-billionaire, billion-funded organization, but just this kid. Um, and he returns home. I uh, because he just returned home. He's received his scores from a mock exam to get into. Japan's top, uh, you know, rated high school. And, but he aspires, he, he sees a girl from afar. So damn beautiful, so damn cute. He's like, he's like, man, that's a bad one right there. And he's like, I gotta talk to her, right? Um, so he, you know, he's, he's, he's making, he's making his move, moving his feet. So engrossed into, you know, what he's about to say on his way to her and bam, boy, he gets hit by a truck. And I know what you're thinking. This better not be another goddamn isekai. And I, I promise you, I'm not presenting you an isekai today and never will I, or I might. But if I do, it's because I'm going to be, I'm going to dog it. I swear for about an hour, but 
Not in this case. Um, the, actually, and not only is he hit by a truck, the girl kind of shields him. And that the only thing that kept him from dying on impact. Um, so he's even saved by the girl he was going to talk to. And, you know, adrenaline's kicking in. His blood's pumping. He ignores the two broken legs and the concussion just to chase her down. And when he meets her, he asks her out. I mean, look, look, you, you, look, it, your body's barely moving. You're concussed, two broken legs. You don't even know how you're standing, how you've been moving. But you're like, if you're there, after all that's, ha- that's happened in the last 35 to 40 seconds, why the, why the hell not? Ask her out. And, but she only says she will only, she will only go out with him if, she, if NASA marries her. And NASA, like the smart, intelligent boy he is, you know, says yes. So, and, and I swear the show should have had it almost would have had another name if you just watch, uh, the first moments of the show with, with Tony Kaku Isekai or something like that, right? But despite this, Two years go by. Yeah, I know. Two years go by before he ever sees this woman again. Um, and it's, I don't, after two years, you know, look, I mean, look, if you, if I ever propose or agree to marry somebody, you know, I thought maybe you would keep in contact with them. Um, maybe not just disappear for two or four years, but I digress. Uh, she does eventually uh, show back up. I mean, she appears again and she finally introduces her name because you know they were so busy the last time they met with you know you know truck broken legs cuss confession marriage you know there was no time to get a name in with all that mess right um and we found out her name is sukasa and she brings a marriage form brother she came she came prepared and nasa humors her fills it out and one trip to the ward office and the two are officially uh officially married so from here on out, it's really an episodic depiction of their day-to-day life uh, as it deals with, with these things as buying a futon, buying a television, having a uh, taco pot, and dozens and dozens of, uh, oh, I guess I should say a taco pot is a taco yaki party. I should say that, but, and which is with other dozens of embarrassing and moments for Nasa and Sukasa both, but and I must, and I will, you know, if you're thinking, probably thinking the same thing I was thinking too when I was going into this, is there isn't much story to this at all, Chris. Uh, why are you, why are you talking about tiny Kaku like this? But, and it's really just a show about newlyweds and they're trying to figure out the life of, of a married couple. And, but they do it in the probably the cutest way possible I've seen in a few years. And of course, there's a little bit more to it, but not much. But, so especially when other characters start getting in, which we'll get to, like Sukasa's sister, Chitose, uh, and her two maids kind of enter the picture along with Aya, Kaname, which you'll, you'll, I'll explain why they were my, I think those are my, some of my favorite characters in the show. Um, and those characters kind of do liven up the show quite a bit with their personalities. And though the show does kind of keep them to the background as much as possible and kind of turn them into a little bit of gag characters, but, Overall, each episode really felt great. And the stories told throughout were wholesome, cute. Um, they knew when to throw in some comedy. And when they did throw in the comedy, it landed for the most part. And one of the few things, um, that 
that that thought the show made it good is that they knew when to separate the type of comedy per situation. For example, if we saw Kaname, we we knew that due to her tomboyish attitude, we would probably get some weird sexual jokes at NASA's expense. And with Chitose, it'd be more of that um that over the tops, crazy screaming type of humor that honestly I I I despise. But variety is the spice of life, and variety really helped out this show. I thought. And it wasn't like the, that screaming type over top comedy was littered throughout the entire show, which was a good thing. And I guess I should go into the characters right now, I, I suppose. Um, and the best way to start, I guess, the, the greatest way to start is with our, our favorite, uh, space boy, NASA. NASA, what was his last name? Uh, NASA Yuzazaki, Yuzaki, I believe it was. Uh, and it's a pretty small cast of characters with him. But I think the small cast of characters actually benefited the show. Um, and I think you'll see, I think you'll probably hear it why when I go through um, the main cast of characters there. Starting with NASA. He, he's set up as this incredibly intelligent, smart, introspective person. But as the series kind of goes on, it's a little... It, it almost seems as if the show sort of forgets that fact that they, you know, built this character like that. And towards the end, we kind of just get, we're reminded of just how much of a genius NASA is, but I feel like they should have done that throughout the show. I mean, even Sukasa even made a mention at one point that for as smart as NASA is, there's a lot of things where he's just completely inept at. And which seems to be a whole lot, because I can really only recall maybe two or three times the entire series where it actually seemed like NASA was Shown his true brilliance. But outside of uh, that, NASA's really just a plain teenager uh, who's a bit more mature than his contemporaries, but, you know, due to, you know, moving out on his own, living on his own, uh, accepting a marriage proposal. Uh, and because of this kind of the intelligence that they try to set him up with, he's been actually, he's been able to save money and actually evaluate every step moment of his life to, you know, I guess to what the, I think they kind of explain it like to be the most efficient, to have the most efficient life, I think is the words that he uses. Um, and despite that, he, he was still kind of a complete, total dumbass when it came to simple things, uh, video games, buying a diamond wedding ring, cooking, and other just simple daily life things, you know? Well, I guess they're, they were trying to create a balance with his character. I, I think it's still, they think they overdid it on the one end of making him be a little too dumb, too, a little too naive. Uh, but look, overall, I, I think NASA is a decent character and it caused us to see NASA in more of a normal light than he was portrayed in the start of the show. Uh, but we shouldn't need to go to his wife. Um, uh, the character which I have a little bit of a problem, more of a problem with than NASA. And that's Tsukasa Yukazaki. Uh, the perfect housewife. And why do you say perfect, Chris? Well, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Sit tight. Still, though, to this day, we, we really don't know why she married NASA. I mean, we learned that she didn't exactly care for living at her home. But it's never really explained deeply why she wanted to, I mean why she, you know, wanted to marry NASA. And Chitose does, you know, just try to get her to come back home. And once that's resolved, 
nothing more is really said about it. It really just kind of dropped. And I'm pretty sure the anime didn't cover the entirety of the manga. So I think that the reason might be saved maybe for a possible second season or that may or may not happen. It's kind of up in the air right now. Regardless, Tsukasa almost seemed too perfect as a wife. I mean, look, sure, she gets embarrassed and she really loves NASA. She wants to be with him as much as possible, which is kind of odd given that it took her nearly two years after she saved NASA from getting hit by that truck. But as I said, the entire setup for the show was really far-fetched. And thinking back, any normal reason for these two to meet and get together and then get married would have worked given the context for the show. Still, it doesn't change the fact that Tsukasa is kind of the epitome of the perfect wife. And it bothers me just a little bit. Not much, but just a little bit. Like, she does everything good. Everything you would want in a wife, she does. She has no faults. She's caring, supportive, cooks. Anything you want in a spouse is literally, Tsukasa can do it. And it really just makes her, I guess, the Mary Sue of spouses. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, she, she doesn't have any faults as a character in, as NASA's wife. And, I mean, guys, you know, people out there, if you, if you have that perfect, I mean, look, we call people perfect a lot, right? But I think this is the first character I've seen where we could actually call someone their perfect partner. Um, it's just that I think that her lack of flaws is just a bit unrealistic. But that would be really my only problem with her. Other than that, I think she's pretty adorable. But her sister, on the other hand, here we go. Chitose Kaginogi, the generic Sundere character. Yeah, I know. You've seen one, you've seen them all. And so, and, and the worst thing about her, really, is she was so jealous of her sister being married and, and she had a little feelings for NASA. So she didn't want to see NASA with her sister or really anybody. So she would try to break them up and, and which was kind of annoying. I, I did not like those. I didn't really, really like those episodes. But eventually though, she kind of wisens up a little bit and realizes that as long as NASA happy, she kind of feels happy and she just kind of lets the two be, you know, live their goddamn lives. It, but in the beginning, like I said, she has goes far as to kidnap NASA and just tries to orchestrate this just really big plan to break the two of them up. But and it was a little, it was a bit of a drag for me. And she, like I said, with the, and if you remember when I was talking about the over the top screaming joke and yelling type of humor, this is this, this is that character. Every time she was on screen, that was the type of humor they they would use for her. And I just hate it so, 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 so much. Luckily, we don't get a lot of Chitose. And even when she is around, her screen time is pretty balanced out between the rest of the characters. So it does kind of fade into to the back of your head if you're not paying attention to paying attention to it so much. And then again, she has to be like that, I guess. Otherwise, she wouldn't be a generic Sundere character that you could find in, I don't know, just about any goddamn anime you would watch this year. Uh, the characters like Chitose really make you wish the anime industry would do something to true, you know, reinvent the Sundere character to be a little more interesting. You know, side note, why don't we do that? Weebcast, my Weebcast, Weeb Nation, 
Is that a good fan? I don't know. Hey, we'll work on it. We're about we're not even fifty episodes in. I, I don't think I need a name for for the listeners, right? Unless you guys want one. I mean, I'm down for that. But we may we need to uh, we need to do an episode on how to reinvent or how to make the Sunday character do a character study and try to make the character better because it's been the same way for several years now and it's ridiculous. It's all my nerves. I'm sure it breaks your nerves as well. Sunday characters, we demand a better Sunday characters. Let me know. I'm gonna talk to Bo about it actually, and we'll try to. We're, we're gonna. I'm gonna work something out. I promise you. But <laughs> on the next character, and actually a good character, a character I really like much more than uh, Chitose. That's Kaname Arisigawa, and this character, she actually runs a bathhouse spa with her family. And at one point, she was actually very interested in NASA and really loved NASA. And then suddenly, when he got married. And kind of destroyed all her hopes and dreams and feelings for, you know, how did Kaname not freak out about this? Well, she really didn't. She just kind of, she acted in a little, in a way, a bit mature about it and really just kind of dropped it. And for someone who lost the love of their life to a girl that she's never heard or met before, she accepted it pretty quickly, even for as more as as a mature person probably would eventually over time, but I mean, she, she accepted it really quickly. And, but that still didn't, you know, stop her from still teasing NASA whenever she had the chance, you know, like if she, NASA was using the bathhouse, you know, naked, you know, she would just waltz right in using some kind of excuse that she had some kind of spa house duties to fulfill, just to take a little peek at NASA's rocket. And I'm pretty sure that Kaname has seen NASA naked more times than Tsukasa. And which, to my knowledge, Tsukasa hasn't even seen him naked once yet. That's wild. And if anything, especially if you're a new listener to the WeCast or you've been listening to all the episodes of WeCast and you just haven't done it yet, make sure to subscribe. I think that that NASA rocket penis joke, I thought, was pretty okay right you like how i snuck that in there that wasn't terrible or anything right i thought it was relatively funny right so if you haven't already and if you're just listening to the we Cast, uh the anime and manga show podcast for the first time make sure wherever you're listening to make sure you subscribe and follow me on twitter and instagram and which you can find in the notes of this uh in the description of this episode all you have to hit more and you'll find that information but Still, Kaname. She was actually a really fun character and easily actually one of my favorites. Uh, if not, she's a really close tie with Kaname's sister, Aya. Aya uh, Arusigawa. And she's Kaname's sister and she also works uh, with her, with her sister and her family at this bathhouse spa. And she's really the opposite of Kaname. Where in fact she's really timid, she's quiet, a little more reserved. And she has a bit of a hard time communicating with people without her shyness getting to her. So, but, and then again, she's one of those other characters that kind of just fades into the background, even though she was actually, whenever she was on screen, I really enjoyed the time she was. I really thought it was really funny. Um, so it was really disappointing. But her big moment though, like she even ends up challenging Tsukasa to Street Fighter V. Which I will add, the actual Street Fighter game with the actual game footage used 
just because Capcom, you know, just needed to put more product placement into more anime, you know, similar to High Score Girl, but I digress. And we discovered that she's actually really good at the game. I mean, like, super good at the game. So much that she earns Tsukasa's respect in the end. Uh, outside of that, she's just kind of there in the background. And we knew that, we know that she had a crush on NASA at some point. Um, but thanks to her being a little bit, you know, you know, about being as smart as a, let's see, she was about as smart as a, you know, I don't know, a box of dead wet rats. She never realized that he was married until it was blatantly spelled out right in front of her. Now for the art, animation, and the sound. Now, the art uh, and the animation and the sound isn't going to knock your socks off. The, the art and animation, like I said, they're not going to win any awards. <laughs> so don't be, uh, don't be surprised if it doesn't amaze you. Nothing really stood out except maybe the final episode where Seven Arts, uh, the production studio in charge of the show, just kind of blew their goddamn budget on CG fireworks. Though, scarce, you know, spaced out, scattered throughout the series. You, you, you'll be able to notice some inconsistencies, and especially in the characters. The characters some, at some point looked really oddly drawn, a little misshapen. Uh, and I come to the one example that I remember the clearest is where we see NASA's eyes are like dangerously too close to each other. As if they were like sitting on top of his nose or like squinting, you know, pinching like the bridge of his nose kind of thing. And the thing is, you could notice because he was standing next to Chitose and Konami, I believe, who were sitting, who were standing or, you know, positioned uh, next to him. And their eyes look perfectly fine. You know, they looked at least decently spaced apart, but Nas's eyes were just like noticeably way too close. So there were some consistency issues uh, on that end. Other than that, you got your, you know, your, your, your nice looking stock backgrounds that look pretty, which is what the minimum level ex- expectation of 2021 or I'm not 2021, but of the animes of, of this decade so far of the 2020s. But the opening song though, you know, it's, I really like how that was done. They really, I really do enjoy how they animated the opening theme and my favorite part. Of the opening theme is where we kind of see Chita- uh, not Chitose, uh, screw her, uh, Sukasa and NASA, and they're standing, I guess, across from each other, and they're in the behind them are, are half, you know, half of a heart, and their images are, are posed so it completes the heart, and their hands are kind of out stretching, outstretched as if their their hands are about to touch and meet. Um, make sure you just look up the opening of Tony Kawa. It's amazing. It's a bop. The soundtrack was kind of forgettable with the exception of the opening theme song. Um, the song itself is like, it starts off pretty quiet. It's cute. Then it just hits you with these catchy beats, fast paced techno beat, and it just kind of builds that it, that's slowly built into or builds up to. And it's good enough to warrant to just to pick up and listen to it over and over and over again, like I did before doing this review. 
But outside of that, it's the the original soundtrack isn't really anything special. Nothing out of the ordinary and pretty stock. You know, it's it's just there and it kind of fulfills its purpose. Uh, the overall, even though while I was reading and enjoying the manga from Viz Media, which you should be um, downloading to read your, your manga, I came into this show with a maybe. And when I did my first reaction to it, I was afraid that it'd be that after the out there premise of the show would fade, that my interest would also fade with it as well. And it would just end up as a generic rom-com that didn't really go anywhere or do anything really special for me. But, and this is the, this is the odd case. This is the weird thing. That's honestly, that's what ended up happening. But this is a weird case where not doing anything too special kind of worked for the show. And it allowed you to just sit back, take everything in piece by piece, have a laugh or two as you watch NASA and his ultra perfect Mary Sue of a, of a partner be, you know, be married together and do married couple things. You got to interact with their friends and their family and just see every aspect of their lives kind of come together pretty, pretty beautifully. And like I said, while some of the characters were interesting, it, it was quite obvious that the show was really just a NASA and Sukasa show. And I, I thought that would benefit it from some more marital drama outside of the whole Chitose kidnapping thing and sabotage, um, it still didn't stop me from enjoying the show. And the show seemed to take off, as I've seen a lot, a lot of positive comments on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr. And so maybe with this little, the uproar, I've seen a lot of people, you know, rate it as some of their favorite animes of 2020. So hopefully that will get a second season out of it. I really do. I haven't heard any word, at least while doing this episode. I haven't heard anything about a second episode, but... I'd be pleasantly pleased. I'd be pleased if they would uh, announce that. Though, if I were to be a little more fair, though, as good as the show was, it wasn't really a must-see for me on a weekly basis. And as busy as busy as I am these days, and busy as you are probably these days, if there is a must-see show that has my attention, I will stop everything I'm doing just to make sure I get my weekly weekly dose of it. But unfortunately, this wasn't really that type of show for me, and I really just kind of just binged it. And with Tony Kaku Kawumi, or whatever alternative name you want to give this show, marathoning this show is actually probably one of the better options for this type of show. And because I wasn't really crying tears of sadness when I had to wait a week for the show to uh, to come back. And I will behoove you just to binge this show. I mean, since it's over, I mean, that's the only way. Just, but it's it's a real nice bingeable show, and to be honest, it's worth a watch, uh, especially if you really love innocent romance shows with a little comedy splashed right in there. Let me just be real with you guys. When you think of anime, you think of Crunchyroll. When you think of food delivered real fast, you think of Postmates. So when you think of podcasting. What do you think of, or at least when I think about podcasts, I think about Anchor. Anchor is the perfect place if you want to start your podcast. You can talk about all kinds of things. You don't just have to talk about some weave stuff that I talk about. See, in Anchor, there's a set of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone. It's crazy. And Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can even make money from your podcast. 
podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So overall, Tony Kaku is a really fun show that doesn't take itself too seriously. The cast of characters are relatively small. However, there really is no deep story plot in this show. It's just simply a young married couple doing young married couple things and discovering how to be a married couple with some weird obscene obstacles thrown in their way. The comedy is pretty good, the stand on its own, and if you want something that gives you little those cute moments that are just too cute for words, then I'm sure you'll find this show to your liking. As for the cons, comedy with Chitose on screen is is a is a no-go for me. Uh, also, Sukasa seems a little too perfect for me. Uh, thirdly, there's just a lot. The original soundtrack is just really forgettable. And fourth, some plot holes just don't get answered or even picked up or hinted at. But for the pros, there is every episode is enjoyable. Comedy when Kaname is on the screen is always really funny. There's a, a slew of cute moments. And lastly, the opening theme was a goddamn bop. So make sure you listen to that. So overall, here at Weebcast, where Weebcast reviews, the master of your C-dub. Uh, I'm going to add that to my nickname. Um, I'm going to give this show actually a three, about a three out of three stars out of five. I thought it's a serviceable rom-com. Even though it was one of the better shows of 2020, the 2020 anime lineup wasn't as strong as it will probably be for 2021 or 2019. Uh, there was a lot of weak shows that came out in 2020 due to a lot of things out in the world, but it was, I guess, one of the stronger shows of last year. But overall, and compared to just the start we've had in 2021, it's really just an average kind of show, but still good. That's why I'm giving it a three out of five instead of a two. And I still think it's actually worth watching. So there it is. That's the official Weebcast score. And this has been Weebcast, the animation and manga show reviews tony kala so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you enjoy more reviews into the future if you want to see one of your shows be reviewed make sure you uh, request it on my twitter or my instagram or reddit which is great it's great because i love doing uh, reviews of shows that i've never seen shows that i haven't seen in a while or just shows that you guys like because then it makes it challenges me and then i so i want to be fair like I said, I'm, I want to be the logic, the voice of reason in the world of anime. I think that was the thing I held my hat on when I started this podcast, which I want to bring up before I go, that we're almost at the one year anniversary of, of Weebcast. I think I started February 11th, or at least my trailer for the podcast was February 11th. I think my first episode was like that same week. I'll find the right date, but we're getting close. And I'll probably do a, and I'll probably change, shift to season two of Weebcast. But, um, yeah, man, we're almost at a one year anniversary of Weebcast, which is wild. What a crazy year. And let's just hope this one goes a little bit better and better for the podcast. So we'll see. Uh, but this has been, this has been Weebcast in the morning anime and manga show internet. This has been Seed Up, aka Mori, aka the independent variable, aka the master reviewer, aka I had no coffee today, but. I hope you guys have a lovely Friday. Hope you have a lovely rest of the weekend. And wherever you may be listening to the show, I hope you are, your friends and family are doing safe. So thank you for allowing my voice into your ears, into your homes. 
And this is me signing off. See ya.